We're here to redefine success, to inspire diverse work cultures and life purposes. Only authentic stories are shared here, real lived experiences of making it. I'm your host, Jocelyn Lee. Let's dive in. An artist at her core and a heart-led muse for others. Tina Israni, priestess and venture builder, merges the spiritual and magical with the world of business. Success is living in accordance with her heart and expressing it to its fullest. Yet it took tearing it open to get there. The amount of energy the heart expends beating in our lifetime is enough to get a human to the moon and back, she wrote. And a journey you have been on as you follow that beat and lead you to some amazing places inside and out. Living in between, from investment banker to tech entrepreneur, to healing work as a gong and reiki master and yoga teacher. Born from Indian parents, living and growing in New York, taking a break in Bombay, and now residing in Copenhagen. Somewhere in this cauldron of magic, you've merged some of the aspects together and somehow found yourself as the founder, head of product, and venture builder for Bloom VR, which is a little bit of all of that mixed together. Kind of. But it's just, I, you know, okay, so there's three things. One, not a yoga teacher. <laughs> Um, second is I lived in India ages 11 to 14 so mm-hmm. it was like in the middle of my life um, and then the last thing is I am sort of on a new journey like Bloom was sort of out of my head like mm. that I think I should be this like another tech founder in wellness but I'm on I'm going somewhere completely new and I actually don't know where it's going to lead me and I will know like uh, it will it's being revealed slowly and maybe that's where I could I could address that. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's yeah, that's the honest. Which is great because I think often like some of this I've compiled from different sources, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've gone you to write to me. I was on your LinkedIn, and um, I very much know when I was doing all these things. It's like I'm changing like the mile a minute. I know it's so hard to, you know, how do I stamp myself as as this? Yeah, and I think as we were sharing a little bit earlier that you've been kind of on this winding road, kind yeah. of always on a winding road. Um, but it's always been kind of, if we could summarize it, correct me if I'm wrong, this journey of the heart, which is kind of a wild thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I it's so, I think I've been like, so kind of like, go, 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 like just going that I am just now catching my breath to look back at it all. Like, I feel like I have arrived somewhere, like, where I can see a view. I'm not on a peak. Like, I'm almost, not almost, but I'm not far from making it to the top. But I'm kind of taking this moment to kind of be like, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this has been, um, there's a lot of things that have happened. Um, uh, Some of my choosing, some of my not my choosing, and some that I unknowingly chose, mm-hmm. which is part of coming to Denmark. And 
but yeah, where I am now is this kind of, I have a solid sense of who I am. Like, it's even difficult for me to say those words. It's like kind of like, really? <laughs> um, but it's now it's like rebuilding from that space. Yeah. Like, which is, um, it's, it's a cause for celebration. But it, at the same time, I feel a sense of deep responsibility that I've worked so hard to earn myself and get myself back. I don't know if I had myself, but maybe you do when you're a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that I cherish this being that is me as I go on my path forward and don't sell myself yeah into what people think I should be or what you know would fit in well with the way society is now because I know part of why or the main reason why there's many reasons why we exist I know one key thing is to change the way people see things and how business is done and how following your instincts is so there's there's just so much more to how also we conduct business like I remember I would always have this kind of growing up like being you know like oh I think we should work with this or this or this and then it was like yeah but what's the market size or (laughs) what's the um but it was not it didn't come out of like that's where I see like okay we're gonna make a lot of money because I think that's a byproduct I think that's a result I, it started with, this is where I feel like people have a need for something, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And if there's a need for people for something, they will come <laughs> and mm-hmm. you'll get the money that you want. Mm-hmm. But then, but if you do it in this kind of like in accordance with purpose, then you also will start to use the money that you do make in a different way. And it becomes this like rippling effect. Yeah. So it sounds like with your entrepreneurship path, that it was in a way seeking like the heart of it what is the heart of the entrepreneurship path um i think we see often the the part that makes it viable you know these words like is that viable (laughs) is that worth it yeah and just flipping it on its head and saying it's worth it when it's for people it's for the people yeah and we've seen that happen obviously with some of the biggest changes with like uber or airbnb that's really about putting people and their needs first yeah yeah but, you know, from your experience of where, where you started from on this journey and coming here and, and maybe recognizing not a lot of it was, um, we can quotation, who you are, how do you decide what what dots um, you connected, yeah. you keep, and which parts you don't? I mean, I think people become entrepreneurs for different reasons, right? Mm. And I think back in the day, you know, and this is the case for still many parts of the world where people are becoming entrepreneurs because they have to, mm-hmm. not because they want to. And I think we have to remember that. I, For me, it's important. You know, my grandparents were refugees, so my grandfather became an entrepreneur. You know, he had to leave his farmlands and start again. Mm-hmm. Then my father became an immigrant in the States, and he became an entrepreneur because no one would hire him. Mm-hmm. And I became an entrepreneur because... I saw the magic. I thought that was magical. Like I thought it was, I would see growing up, I would see my father as this, and I didn't have the word for it yet, but I, this man who would turn like stone into gold. And I, mm-hmm. and I still have this mystical vision um, right. <clears throat> because he had to do it twice. Cause we, you know, uh, he came to the States when he was 17 uh, and then, you know, got married, had this family decided to go to India because he saw some potential there. He's a little early. Mm-hmm. Also didn't realize how westernized he had become himself, like of right. like things moving at a certain pace. 
And so we came back. So he had to, again, figure out how to start all over again. And yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I want to be this cool tech entrepreneur. It sounds so great. No, because he fucking had to. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he had to support two kids, one who was 13 and another who was 11. And one day they might go to college and these kinds of survivalist things. So there's levels, right? Like mm-hmm. if you get past the survival part, and because in that way, I also became an entrepreneur to help support my family. And I was also curious about this journey. Um, what is it to turn gold uh, turn you know stone into gold and later which i was like well that's called alchemy interesting (laughs) (laughs) fascinating this is a a thing (laughs) and um and i and uh that uh, this journey with alchemy is a deep one for me personally but but so okay so i then chose to become an entrepreneur because i wanted to learn what it was support my family knew that okay if you're an entrepreneur there's no limit of what you make maybe you sell your soul a little less you know banking was a little tough for me personally um i ended up looking way younger (laughs) after i left banking but then i realized okay now i'm learning to be an entrepreneur for entrepreneur's sake there's still some survival component to this because i am helping my family um but this is a bit more freer i get Mm -hmm. to learn about ux branding communications write copy all of the creative stuff that was well how will you make money with that I started to make money with that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and become a photographer and design textiles and socks for men Um, but it wasn't enough I knew that this was just on the way to something Mm -hmm. like I think our whole life is Mm -hmm. but I just there was something and I was like I'm not I'm promoting consumerism (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this doesn't I need more. And I thought, okay, I'll be rich by the time I'm 30 and then I'll open a foundation and that's how I will help people. <laughs> right, right. And now I'm 30, well, now I'm 35. Yeah. But at 31, I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> checking, just checking that account, just let them refresh that. <laughs> it's like, uh, this plan is not, like, I need to do something now. Mm-hmm. And But it became, okay, well, I don't know, what do I have to give to the world? I know how to do some businessy stuff, some like UX creative stuff. Oh yeah, and I'm depressed. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've been struggling with depression since I was like a teenager and I didn't have time for it in my 20s, but by the time you get to 30-ish, mm-hmm. it's like you need to deal with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or other things will happen that you yeah. won't like. And that's around the time that I came to Copenhagen. I was like, okay, I have, you know, my family's okay. Um, I finally have space to deal with this and it wasn't conscious it was sort of like I really feel like my higher self just guided me here because I don't even know why I came to came to Denmark in November like 2015 (laughs) after coming to Dublin like it would but I energetically like I just kind of I said this kind of like I will come back here and Mm -hmm. I heard myself saying the words and I was like why (laughs) like the weather's awful is that viable (laughs) like like, okay we'll see about this and I did come back in summer 2016 and Part of it was running away from everything that I knew because mm-hmm. I knew it didn't fit me and and to discover and try to find the pieces of me that like are actually me versus what was conditioned in me. Mm-hmm. And that I can say that looking back now, three years, like three and a half years ago, like because when I was in it, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm moving to Denmark. What the fuck? I don't understand, but I'm just doing this. This just, I'm just doing this. And so yeah. it was this beginning path of the heart process. I... In the moment, I had no fucking idea what was happening. Yeah. But I was, it, but that's what was happening. Yeah. And I just, I moved to Denmark. I got a job after, I don't know, six years. And 
worked for a health tech company and that was like directionally like an innovation lab and I was like okay at least I'm helping people with skin diseases that's mm-hmm. the start mm-hmm. it's, this is directionally correct right yeah and um but then I realized that it was pharma company and yeah I won't say any more about that yeah. and I was like but this is not how I want to help people like I don't want people to get more um, medicine like yeah. I don't know how I want to help people but this isn't the way so then I I worked for a virtual reality company and that was really interesting. And the thing is, a lot of these things were kind of from my head, like, oh, you know, technology, you know, business, you know, technology, you know, business, like as if that's the one trick pony, like I'm going to do for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was great that, you know, they were dealing with mental health stuff. And I was like, hmm, I want to deal with mental health because Mm -hmm. I've had mental health issues. And all along, you know, working with um, a bunch of different experts to help heal myself. And... Then it all kind of culminated together that like I've always been this artist because through this process over the last three and a half years, I started painting again. Mm-hmm. I started writing again. I started singing again. Mm-hmm. I used to sing when I was little. Mm-hmm. And I also started playing gongs. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I own two now. And mm-hmm. I and I and I also I I just I look back at the things that I painted when I was little and I was like, it's like as if it was like a prophecy or these signs were always there like I just it's an indescribable feeling to return back to the core of who you are and then to express from that place Mm -hmm. and to hear your own calling yeah and allowing it to be something that evolves and there's nothing like (laughs) there's nothing like giving yourself the love that you have longed from others and that's why I feel successful. In quotation, in quotation. <laughs> and I think that's, um, you know, what is really unique about this merging of these two worlds, right? Yes. What we call the magic and the spiritual and the business. Um, because, you know, I had a conversation yesterday uh, with my partner and, you know, we've been discussing this realm, these, these this, uh, Visica Pisces of these two things yeah, yeah. for years now. And it's a bit of an enigma, but we, we can feel that there's, a connection point they, there's an umbilical cord between these two spaces and I think you're talking about this alchemy is I think the best example yeah you know because that is a very physical process of someone trying to turn uh, make something new yeah yet it's also a very magical process if you just look at the bait the science of it yeah even in itself and along that way I think when you were describing like being able to kind of have these checkpoints that you're like you know, I can see how this is kind of, you know, serving me, but it's not really quite, quite right. Yeah. We could just say it like that. Um, but it may be in someone else's eyes, like, oh, she's really successful, right? She's working for this and she's working for that and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, you know, tough because I think if you use the alchemy example, it's like you're, you're turning, um, you know, a stone into like cubic zirconium (laughs) (laughs) instead of like a diamond and you kind of know it's not really a diamond but you know other people seem to be yeah you know know, working with it and then what you wrote to me in the email and is asking you some of these questions is that you wrote success is not a place but a journey of living up to your values yes and I think that really rings true in the way you just described that it's like you know um, I'm not gonna feel successful or or that I've um, the definition of success that I've looked up that in the dictionary is actually the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Yeah. So if we're talking about your life purpose or your purpose, then we haven't really hit the mark then, right? In yeah. terms of that success and in this case values. And 
you're saying like, oh, well, I also had, you know, mental health issues. And I think there's just a sweet spot that we're trying to find in between all these yeah. dots that we are, this multidimensionalness, these intersections of in-betweenness yeah, yeah. that we are that um, can be painful, as you say, because you had to have your heart kind of ripped open. But it's in that seam in which you rip kind of like a star when it bursts, that potential yeah. and power and energy is there. And it was really hard for me to hear my boyfriend yesterday. I was talking to him when he said, you know, I was really, um, you know, maybe I was feeling not confident or, you know, not taken for granted and these things. Um, he's like, and a lot of it was driving what I do. Like you said, survival was driving a lot of what I did. He's like, but I don't know if I would get rid of that. All I know that is it's there. And that was a, a, a big reason of why I yeah. started moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's this, and to me, this, um, I started to realize that my obsession with alchemy growing up wasn't, uh, I thought it was outwardly, but it's actually inward. Mm. I was actually going to work from this outer to inner to inner alchemy, mm -hmm. because that's also been the process to arrive at this place of loving myself, which is a new space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're just getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, I had to learn to love, not learn, um, come to appreciate everything I've been through. Everything I've been through has made me who I am today. And I love this person and her just the way she is. And if <laughs> from that space, then from that protective space, will I engage in whatever business deal or mm -hmm. um painting or coffee or date or whatever because this is worth this being me is worth protecting but it, i had to learn learn to love the depression i had mm -hmm. to learn to mm -hmm. love a lot of the things that happened to me when i was younger i had to learn i believe in past lives i had to learn to love those traumas because they you know, they have allowed me to also be ridiculously empathetic and move in between worlds. Yeah. That I can hold space for your pain because I know what it is. I can hold space. Like, part of me being amused is because I was always told you're not, you know, uh, good enough or whatever. And, mm -hmm. or this is, you know, this artwork is not gonna, you need to write like this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, so I silenced my voice over time. And I know the pain of that. And that's why I look forward to as I kind of, embark on this new journey that is in accordance with myself that by helping others um, express their true expression through their business through their um, uh, there's a guy who's a really successful pianist mm -hmm. well not successful like meaning talented pian mm -hmm. pianist who secretly does it in his home and just has one concert <laughs> a year I look forward to working with that guy like yeah to get him to express because there is so much healing in expressing who you are and the gifts you've been given because then it inspires the person next to you mm -hmm. the person next to that and it's rippling effects and then one then in that way our it's like our inner being the home <laughs> of our mm -hmm. inner being becomes a home mm -hmm. and then i can be more empathetic to you and the next person and we are able to hold space for one another and i do not believe we can work on sustainability and impact unless we are sustainable within ourselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a linear process. Mm -hmm. I believe everything is a fucking spiral, mm -hmm. but you also have to work on yourself. And that's mm -hmm. also what I have learned as being an entrepreneur. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how am I going to take over the world or whatever 
things we say, you know, whatever bullshit phrases we have for being an entrepreneur now, but you need to be able to um, have a sound mind, not all the time, but you need to have tools Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to deal with. Like you are trying to carve paths in the most unconventional ways. And like, even for like, and honestly for me, like walking into, you know, I'm, and I'm mostly (laughs) dealing with like venture capitalists and things like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are men and it's difficult for me. Like I'm also accepting my femininity and Mm -hmm. the expression of that in this juxta like completely opposite culture where I have also been I've been on the other side of the table I've been a banker I've told myself you need to dress like this I went to this store to get my you know banker uniforms yeah yeah. which I then like got rid of all of them um to have the courage to say no not this way Mm -hmm. this way Mm -hmm. and trust that and you know some days you're going to feel stronger and some days you're going to feel weaker so when you're feeling weaker and also when you're stronger, that's how that works, mm-hmm. you have your tools. Mm-hmm. You have something to take care of your inner being so you remain resilient, so you can stay brighter and light the way and hopefully infect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. others along the way because you can't do it by yourself. No, I was going to say, like, it's also choosing uh, choosing others who are also going to be able to help you on that and protect, challenging days. And then protect the, yeah. when you, you're like, okay, well, I can't, this is not, this is too much work. So yeah. I'm going to harness and invest my energy with this person. Yeah. And, and your blind sides, right? Like yeah. some days you're going to walk in blind and you need people who can help you out in that way. And, you know, I, I've been feeling this also as of recent, uh, we're in Scandinavia. <laughs> so, you know, in Denmark, something called Yondala, like you don't want to like stand out oh, yeah, too much, yeah, right? Yeah. Or in uh, Sweden, it's called Longum. It's like not too much, not too little. Yeah. I think there is, of course, some beauty. Like we said, there's all nuances and things. <laughs> How do you feel one, especially as a woman, can claim space, but not to necessarily stake a claim against someone else or to, you know... Um, Oh, not, you're not trying to overstep, but you're trying to take a step. Yeah. You know, that's, that is your step. And this also communication of communicational balance of who you are and also being able to reach the people that you need to speak to. Yeah. You've got a heart centered business and you're, you want to communicate in the way that you want to communicate. You know, and I'm very romantic in my and poetic in my speech as well. But so often I get disappointed because you're like, I don't get it. What's the message? Like, you know, there is a sort of bottom line viability yeah. Yeah, aspect. Yeah. How do you balance those things? I mean, to be honest, I'm figuring it out. And I think I'll be figuring it out because it's like you have to develop language for this. Mm-hmm. The good thing is because of being in between, um, I actually had this conversation with this guy two weeks ago. I really, I feel it was channeled. Like I really feel like sometimes because of all the Reiki work and the spiritual connection, sometimes like, I feel messages sort of come and that might sound woo woo, but whatevs, like Mm -hmm. I can feel it when it happens. But what happened was we were talking about something in our life journey and life maps and where we're going, blah, blah, blah. And for me, if I'm overthinking something, then I'm killing the life out of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very careful and disciplined in how much I think and therefore how much I talk Mm. as much as I can. If I'm talking too much, it's because I've been under a lot of stress and I've lost some contact with myself. But now how to communicate this. So Right. So um, we were talking, him and I, this guy, and uh, we were both talking about how we had moved around a lot. And I realized as I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, so, you know, because from, you know, moving from 
in, I lived in Queens, then we moved to Long Island, then from Long Island we moved to Bombay, then from Bombay we moved to California, then from California we moved to New Jersey, and then another school in New Jersey, and then I lived in New York, and again, as a, you know, a growing person, like, like going to college and stuff, and then I lived in London, and then I came back, and now I live in Scandinavia. So, like, I had to figure out at a very young age how is this place like the place before Mm -hmm. how is this and this place like the place before and constantly look for patterns Mm -hmm. and because of that my pattern recognition and how to deconstruct code like or simplify it is fucking killer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i can see a pattern through seemingly the most unrelated and complex things because I've had to do it over and over and over. And and then as I got older and, you know, coming to Scandinavia, I was like, okay, so these are the things that are similar about New York. These things aren't there, but these are the things in me. And then these things <laughs> I've I'm going to keep. I've definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is now the new recalibrated me. Yeah, yeah. So now going to the, how to communicate about a heart business. Like, so I'm actually working on that. Like, I'm working on how to build a language around it and mm-hmm. accepting, like, this is uncharted territory. Like, you know, at first, it was really interesting journey in in general, like for me, like, because I was like, heart, even heart centered business. You, you talked to me about that like three years ago. I, I would fucking scoff. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck are we talking about? Because yeah. a part of me hated my heart, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. There's that, right? There's the barf emoji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, so now, at least now, when I walk into a meeting and I start saying that and someone's giving me like, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what's going on with that person, yeah. you know? Because yeah. that's how it works. So I'm actually like... I've developed a process. Um, so one thing, there's three steps I have mm-hmm. developed yeah, at the awesome. moment. There's going to be more about this, like because I, I actually want to write a book called Inner Alchemy, Paths of Transformation. Um, and I'm starting to d- like look at all of my life experiences and people I've come in contact with, like what are the patterns? Mm-hmm. What is the way? Mm-hmm. The way that like, you know, it's been difficult to figure it out on my own. Of course, I've had teachers and stuff like that, but it's Sometimes you, if you can communicate it in like just a precise way, people will go faster yeah. through the process. So one big thing, and, and, and it's a concept that I'm obsessed with, and it's also a very interesting story. I'll first go over the three steps. Liminal uh, silence. Yes. Silence and liminal spaces, like spaces where of in-betweenness, but like having silence. First, you need this kind of quiet. Then the second part is allow for the chaos to come because mm-hmm. it will. Mm-hmm. And then the third is then kind of stitching the stuff with your heart. This is high level. Mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, because then when you get into the heart, then you kind of, um, you go from that place. Like you start expressing from that place, but you need silence first. You need this retreat and it can't just be like retreat. We did some yoga and then we came back. Mm -hmm, It has to be mm -hmm. a retreat like for quite some time. And I've realized on some level, my experience of coming to Denmark was this Mm -hmm. because in, in, um, in Hindu traditions or in Indian culture, there's like two big um, epics, like w- epic stories. One is the Mahabharata and one is the Ramayan. And in the Ramayan, um, Ram is sent to the the forest for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And like this long saga. Um, saga. Yeah, yes, yeah, I was yeah. like, what is the word for that? Um, and a lot of the stories take place in the forest and he learns a lot in that mm-hmm. period. And there is mm-hmm. a tradition of you go to the forest to kind of, take inventory Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so that silence which is very difficult to find in today's day and age and part of it is because we're running from the silence Mm -hmm. because when we have the silence 
then it's chaotic then we can hear the noise and like the what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck i'm so pissed at you what the fuck or or, Mm -hmm. all of the shit Mm -hmm. you can hear it but the thing is if you stay in that space long enough move through it long enough but stay in it then you can get in contact with your heart again Mm -hmm. and then from that space act out of that space this is super simplistic i mean i'm in this i'm very early days in this process because i finally have the courage to be who i am Mm. (laughs) so but this liminal space is the start. So mm-hmm. when I first arrived to Denmark, I met an anthropologist, which I love that I meet anthropologists and sociologists and all these social scientists, <laughs> yeah. because if I didn't have to worry about money, I would have been um, an English composition major and also um, a philosopher, like studied mm-hmm. philosophy. Mm-hmm. I, I will be those things anyway. But um, so I met an anthropologist and she, I don't know, we were talking about a lot of different things. And then she told me about this concept of liminal space. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? And she was like, it's like, you know, um, where you have just completed like one kind of phase or something mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you are in between um, and you ha- kind of have to go through some rites of passage to go to the next stage. And there were often there's many like rituals to honor this liminal space. Like, you know, um, there's like, you know, stuff in in jewish traditions right like a bar mitzvah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um in hindu traditions uh, like a an ne- initiation kind of point or just like now you're old enough to get married <laughs> you know or welcome to yeah. this next <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah or for women you know in, in some tribes it's been like oh my god you're a woman now because you are mm-hmm, menstruating mm-hmm. so these kinds of ways to to have these points like okay i'm now in this stage or mm-hmm, this stage mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. thing is we've abolished a lot of like rituals and things like that because they were tied with certain religious things or superstition yeah Yeah, yeah. and so but i i I would argue we need a lot we need new ones Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a lot of rituals of liminal space and i'm very interested in that the concept and so but then there's also something called liminoid space which are mini liminal spaces Mm. like in between your goddamn schedule do not have back-to-back meetings it sucks Mm -hmm. like have and 15 minutes isn't enough sometimes Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i know that people do these 45 minute meetings but like it doesn't it's not enough because then it goes over it just sucks you need spaces in between your day to break the day apart. Mm-hmm. And also you need to have, depending on where you are in your life stages, a longer period of liminal space. And we just don't have this right now. We don't even have time to feel ourselves. We don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Like, keep in contact with yourself. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where's the phone number? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, how do we do this? So, and then what's been also, so there's that kind of, okay, that's a textbook concept. And then I started to apply it in practice. It allowed me to have moments of self-care to like mm-hmm. hear myself, feel myself. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that meeting? Oh my God, that guy was an asshole or like, or whatever, like mm-hmm. recover mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. come back. Yeah. And then that also harnesses trust because then you start to trust yourself because you can feel yourself like, because trust yourself on two levels. One that, A, I'm taking care of myself by having these spaces in between. I can go get this cup of tea right. or land recover because we don't know what's going to happen in the different interactions we go through right yeah and then also then hearing your kind of inner advisor counsel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kind of reconnect Mm -hmm. and then move forward so trust on these two levels but what was really interesting is recently um i went to some healers um and they mentioned some name of some other being and i was like it stuck with me and I was like who is this and I even asked my teacher my teacher and his assistant they were like uh we don't know who this person is and I was like but I don't know because they mentioned a lot of like different gods and different <laughs> yeah. but this name 
lodged in my brain yeah which is weird so then i just was like okay and i but it, they said it they didn't they didn't like write it down so i didn't it just sounded like a sound right. <laughs> like, yeah yeah and uh the sound was like hecate and i was like what what and i had no idea nothing and so what then what happened i uh and this is the thing this is the magic like when you really start like following your heart you are led to all the most unexpected places mm-hmm. and so I you know I was with a friend and and I started to get into oracle cards last year it was like a new thing for me and um he like had some of these earth warrior oracle cards and I'm like this is so cool he's like you should go to this store to get it and I was like okay and then at the time I was ready then I went to the store and I was just looking around and I found this oracle deck like um it was like goddess power or something mm-hmm. and I opened it and it opened to Hecate oh no way and she is a greek goddess a goddess of the in-between oh wow and when i um finally like pulled Mm. her one day yeah in my uh you know my whatever when i pull the cards when i'm either freaking out or or i just like i'm curious for guidance um the first line was the liminal space (laughs) and i was like holy shit balls like okay and then i realized okay I think this also has to do some to do with something for my purpose mm-hmm. to like I don't know I, it's still something that's evolving and unfolding and that's also why you need this trust in yourself because it's being revealed as you go along mm-hmm. and you can only <laughs> move with that level of like through the fog lights like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. if you have trust in yourself and trust in something bigger and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like my god is your god I don't want to talk like we're really I really do believe we're all one I really Mm. really like I I was reading some of my journals from when I was fucking young and Mm -hmm. I've been saying it like I've been trying to find the oneness and Mm -hmm. the universality between us all because I think moving around helped that with that and you know uh, growing up learning mysticism which at the time I was like why are we doing this This is so fucking annoying Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know we would look at the Quran or Mm -hmm. we would look at like Judaism or you know like different Mm -hmm. and see the common thread yeah but um this liminal space thing is a big one for me because it it provided something for healing and Mm -hmm. I think you know when I do gong baths and things like that because playing gongs it does something they've they've I'm not I'm like a, a high level strategy creative person, so I can't tell you which brain waves mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it impacts, but it silences some of your brain waves mm-hmm. so that you can actually access the, the subconscious and some things come to the surface. Um, and recently, um, so now I have played gongs, I'm painting, I'm doing all of these things that, that, that just feel good, right? Mm-hmm. So then recently, I we had a gong puja, like where you play gongs like from 8.30 at night until like uh, 5 or 6. And mm-hmm. so it's like a big sleepover mm-hmm. with a bunch of Danes, and which is amazing to see them kind of like show up with their duvets. And like, it's like a big <laughs> adult sleepover. And that's another yeah. thing that we're all seeking, contact. Yeah. How do I get close to you without triggering you? Yeah. Or how do I get close to you except that we will trigger each other and then move through trust to heal each other, right? Mm-hmm. And there's frameworks that need to be developed for that. And it's also something I've been thinking about because communications is the key. Like that's like, that's, you know, even you can argue that like uh, me painting or me playing gongs, they're all expression, but communication is, I'm able to like deconstruct complex communication. But right. So with this gong bath, um, I had this idea that, oh, what if I bring a canvas to this gong bath where I'm also going to play, like, I'm only going to play for two hours. You don't play like nine hours. Like you take shifts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like to play between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m. because everyone's sleeping and it's really it feels mystical so it's like okay when I'm not playing 
I'll paint. And I started painting and I was like, and I like to paint with my hands. Like I have all these paintbrushes, but I'm like, it's like uh, eating with cutlery. Mm -hmm. I like to eat with my hands. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, was painting and I got into this like trancey place and I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, because the noise of my head and the judging self, the one that the ego that is actually just trying to protect us, the, the, he's just trying to take care of us mm-hmm. in his way, mm-hmm. silenced. And I just am free in this painting space that's like lit by one candlestick and I can't really see what's happening because it's a bit dark because people are sleeping and I have to be slow. And it and it was, I mean, I it was a magical space and um, a very free space that I think we all are trying to get to, but we don't know how to get there. And because of now putting these two loves together, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll do more gong baths where people can express themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's the biggest pain. We don't feel safe uh, to express, like even say what we feel. And so then we have like cut off from what we feel and are just these floating heads walking around <laughs> yeah and that is where it becomes difficult to even begin having maybe this conversation about I want to express myself I don't want to compromise <laughs> expressing myself but to feel like you need to because I need to be viable yeah I hate that <laughs> fucking word right like it's... if you speak like that people don't understand yeah or if you speak like that da, 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 da. and I think that's what this number two right this liminal space because I was looking that up and I also really connect with that and some imagery that has come up for me this conversation of the heart for example is that a heartbeat has space in between yeah for example yeah like, dum, dum, there's that you know yeah or this um ability to have what you know other uh, research and flow state for example mm-hmm. where where that's basically what you're kind of giving your chance to kind of flow again to recover like mm-hmm. a peaks and troughs and yeah and I'm also still working on, like, I have a, I have a very fiery nature. I'm Aries. My rising sign is Leo. And it's, and, and I didn't, like, look at these and was like, oh, that, now I can, ex- now I can be this way. No, no. I've, I, I felt it before I looked at my signs and shit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And with fire, <laughs> if you burn too fast, everything burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you burn too little, then it's like, you might just, fire might go out because the yeah. wind's just going to come in. So I have to learn how to harness my energy and, and that is just keeping in contact with myself. Like sometimes if I have a lot of meetings or I feel like, you know, um, I actually do Reiki in between. And Reiki has been like a fucking life changer for me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I've been dealing with my traumas with psychologists, with a bioenergy therapist, with a shaman, like all kinds of healers. Um, I mean, and the key turning point was my current like spiritual teacher. Um, and it's through him that I got Reiki. And now I'm this Reiki master teacher. But um, I was sort of, it was last fall that I was in the key, like the last part of my depression, because it's always, you know, uh, the most, I always think of a dirty pot and then like the most stubborn stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> is like mm-hmm. stuck at the end. And yeah. especially if it's a pot that you haven't dealt with in a while. <laughs> yeah, like, That's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's almost like I was scrubbing out the last, you know, the really, and, uh, and I got rate and I had this, idea mm-hmm. um and i put that in quotes because sometimes i feel our higher self speaks to us and it w- and she was like she's like why don't you get reiki mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and my teacher was like i've been waiting for you to just ask me and so then i got my reiki initiations and stuff like that and uh so yeah in between 
meetings now I use Reiki I used it to heal myself on a deeper level but also I use it as a way to keep contact or something that I take a lot of meetings in my home because I like to hold the space Mm -hmm. um it's also a way to make sure I have enough spaces in between I'll even play the gong I'll Mm -hmm. sing I Mm -hmm. sing while I cycle that also helps me like clear my throat chakra and Mm -hmm. stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm still shy to sing like in Mm -hmm. a more public setting and I hope that will change because it's a nice combination with uh, sound stuff Um, it's also part of a deeper healing for me with singing again but yeah this finding rituals of liminal space for you and Mm -hmm. liminoid spaces Mm -hmm. like where sometimes I put my phone on airplane mode because I just like don't I don't even want because even when you put the do not disturb you can still see the things popping Mm -hmm, up you know mm -hmm. and so you have this like space but also going back to the Aries thing I realized it's not always like a perfect sine curve Mm -hmm. or a perfect cosine curve some things require more energy and therefore some things are going to require more rest yeah and some things, maybe you're working one third of the time, but the speed at which you're working mm-hmm. is so intense that you need to relax three fourths of the time. And it's still something I'm working on. It's it's yeah. it's an art and a science because yeah. it's not fixed. Okay, you rest it. Sometimes I have to cancel a meeting and I can only be in business and in friendships with people where there is space for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we come at it with mutual respect. Like I'm not going to not show up at your wedding. Like obviously there's mm-hmm. some, you know, hierarchy to these things, but I need to honor the flow Mm -hmm. and if that means i lose some people and deals i'm okay with that because again i am the most important for me in this entire universe like it Mm -hmm. has to be like that if i don't take care of myself like how how can i then be in a relationship or a business relationship you need to if you see someone who's like not taking care of themselves it becomes a burden on yourself yeah so boundaries that's another whole other topic (laughs) but yeah that was the the those it's been interesting to realize sometimes I need to rest may- way more than I work. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're moving into these mm-hmm. uncharted territories, you're looking for language and process. Like, I mean, how do you put a language around what is seemingly intangible? <laughs> yeah, and this whole creativity, because this is also about you creating, right? Yes. As you're going into new things. Uh, I had my friend Rosanna. I never, I haven't watched it yet, Confession, but she told me about this TED Talk about creativity and actually the most... Um, not I don't know what to say most creative, but let's say the most um, successful creativity, meaning that you accomplish your that creativity, you actually follow, follow through. through yeah. yeah, is actually when you have a big start and then then you leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you like just and I used to think when I would do you that have to finish. Yeah, or, or more just like oh man, like here's another thing I've opened up. Yeah, yeah. Or like oh I need or the worries oh I need to get back to that I need to get back to it. but there's that timing as you say this um this natural flow and I that that story about someone having to go off into Rom having to go off into the forest you know for me when you talk about pattern recognition I really resonate with that um in two ways which ties back to our earlier conversation about um sometimes your drives your hard drive um is not the most ideal trauma or whatever or fear but an attachment theory of like uh, I think mine was I can't remember but it was like a type. I definitely was the victim type. And as a kid, that type was that I would be hypersensitive and aware of my surroundings. And I always looked like, who's the safe person? Who is that? And so I could pick these up socially. Yeah. And the other thing about going out and having it be uh, natural in this pattern of recognition is that you're connecting the dots in the liminal space. 
basically. That's what's happening. Yeah, you're you're kind of connecting the dots, and it requires kind of like, um, you know, coming off the rock that you like you said you arrive somewhere and like keep floating, and then figuring out kind of in a bigger picture what's actually you know um, happening. Like, how are you part of this happening? Yeah. How are you to part of this happening? Go yeah. into like observer or something. Mm-hmm. Because but the thing because the thing is here's a here's a big tip if some if you go to an interview or you're speaking to anybody who's like yeah you know it's hard work and you have to stay late do not work there (laughs) do not work there yeah because it then they actually because it why did I come to Denmark I fucking burned out yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) I was running two companies I wasn't dealing with my mental health I didn't know what self-care was I didn't know what self-love was I knew what self-hatred was I was fucking expert on that shit (laughs) I was a fucking masochist on many levels and it's like in those silent moments so much happens Mm -hmm. because if you are someone who is going at full speed and um full force which i think is beautiful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you also need to be like wait so do i should i actually make a course correct go a little bit left Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a little bit right yeah i don't know because we because also like it's like the time we're in like there's so many we're up against like really weird like (laughs) problems and i mean quite fact like we're not going to be able like some of the earth is going to go underwater like like, let's just face it and we have to think about really like weird solutions Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that requires something called creativity that is not just saved for you know artists who people think are these we're all fucking artists Mm -hmm, i really believe mm -hmm. that i really believe that and i think we have to change what we call fucking art like everything can be considered art if you are in accordance with your heart actually mm-hmm. but i just yeah that's what i was gonna have bitch about innovation mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just like oh like i had this experience where someone was like oh but this person like studied innovation and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like true innovation true creativity puts the seemingly like things that don't belong together because they find a way mm-hmm. they find a way to see a thread they're able this pattern mm-hmm. recognition mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah, that was a good rant. I, I second that motion. And, and, you know, I think that's, you know, very not only true. It's like we're as a as a. It's showing in everywhere, you know, in our politics, mm-hmm. in our business, like, you know, talk about success is values like we kind of just will not accept companies that don't have values, yeah. good values that we want to see as a whole. And so, it, you know, it's really coming up. It's really taking space and um this work culture, yeah, I think, is a good important place to talk about because it's like you're saying, what's your pace? What's your work culture? Um, what kind of working culture do you want to be in? And I think that's actually an area we don't have as much communication about because we, we like myself coming into a, a corporate space, it's like, oh, that's that's the culture. So you kind of make yourself fit. Yeah, and but hurts. there is, and, and I mean, there is a like a, a stream, right? Yeah. Like, look at it. There's a a vortex of water moving around, and um, you know, finding how I want to swim in it. Yeah, you know, where are the depths and um, where are the shallow parts? And um, I think, like you said, if you you meet someone already that you want to be in a cult and being culture with, it's like, what are the values? Because if that person immediately says like, you're going to have to stay, yeah, late. you're going to have to be this way, that should be a sign whether your heart feels it or not. Your brain should hear. Yeah, your brain. Because <laughs> and the thing is that that's also this thing about the heart stuff. Mm-hmm. When you meet someone, it's it's almost like um, I think we were talking about it before, like. It's like getting cut off from the body and then mm-hmm, like uh, mm-hmm. reestablishing contact. So it's like when you are in your heart, you can like feel like you can feel this person. You actually yeah. don't have to say a word. 
it's so true you can feel like it's like a fucking radar like i have i have this feeling like when they're vibe because i believe in everything is vibration i really believe that i mean they have measured that roses have this 320 megahertz Mm. and my and i've always wondered why i was born on march 20th at 3 20 (laughs) p.m just saying (laughs) (laughs) although it'd be like 15 30 and you know (laughs) danish time so we have nothing to do with one another but everything has a sound yeah 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 and i think that like when you meet someone there's some instinct intuition and on the heart level like it's like ding 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 Mm -hmm. this is something Mm -hmm. we don't often know what it is sometimes we think it's sex and actually it's not sex it's creative energy like it can be many different things Mm -hmm. but the more you kind of have built reconnected that pathway you don't even have to think yeah no it's true you just that's like that going into that forest and that liminal space it's like how how can you be one with the movement of of things and whether a person is aware of themselves or not um they are moving if everything is one they're moving with yeah. how things are and you're just able to pick up on to, the yeah, way into you can yeah. tune in oh that's the that's the, the channel current. they're on yeah, 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 you know, yeah that's that's the channel they're on are yeah. they on fox news or are they on you know <laughs> really? cnn or are they on B, like you know, this B, frequency yeah. thing exactly and i think you know this thing about the heartbeat and the power that it has you know I, I don't i also don't remember the numbers here but your heart um electromagnetic field is just massive compared to your brain and i think we can feel that um when we talk to someone or when someone's talking to us mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. sending that broadcast out and we're just listening um if they're talking from the mind if or if they're or talking the heart because that that life force you know i think with spiritual teachers there are some spiritual teachers that you just want to cry in their presence because they have like, and I think if you think about this like electromagnetic field, mm-hmm. like the more you remove the blocks mm-hmm. from your heart, the more it kind of radiates out. And that's why that person becomes a teacher, right? Because they're like, oh, this is how I did it. Turning this lead is, into gold. Yeah. This right? Kind lead of, can block. Yeah. And that's that's actually gold. this inner alchemy. That's what I yeah. see like turning your traumas mm-hmm. into this but what did I gain from this? And then mm-hmm. and then figuring out how to give it and express it to the world. Mm-hmm. That's that inner alchemy mm-hmm. that I have been through, that many of us are going through in a way, yeah. so we can also show the way. Yeah, I think there's always this like one, um, like you said, the thread. There's kind of like, the, and I think that's for me what life purpose uh, means. For me is what I think is really interesting is separating or just clarifying that life purpose doesn't have to look like a career. You know, like when people often say like a job, like I heard, um, I always want to call him Tesla. That's obviously not his name. (laughs) Um, Elon Musk talking about um, really supporting universal pay, but this kind of worry, like, but if people don't have a job, where are they going to get this sense of of purpose? And that was a very dangerous kind of statement for me. Um, And he of course meant it in a labor yeah, way. yeah but i think there's something very dangerous about that because like you were t- pointing out is this um emphasis on money as being the success point versus uh, a state of being yeah. as as where it starts from not yeah. to say like the money cannot be a byproduct the of, money should of be the joy yeah, right yeah um and i think the same thing goes for purpose is that we we place it in the the job yeah. or the career or vocation even and with each other as with we size each other. each other up like where do you live mm-hmm. where is do that you pur- work is that a big enough purpose yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where do you work like yeah. i because i constantly i know i can read people because i as you can learn to read yourself more and all mm-hmm. that also that pattern recognition thing i also did the same thing i looked for body language like what's actually going yeah, on because yeah, your yeah. words aren't in accordance with what the fuck you're saying <laughs> yeah i mean or what i feel from you but um 
I get those questions like, where do you live? What do you do? Because you can feel that I'm also being sized up mm-hmm. on level of importance. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm successful enough, then I can, then you might want to be in my company. Yeah, I can feel that that's the initial yeah. thing. And then when yeah. they feel my heart vibration, then they're like, I like this and I don't know why. Yeah. So that's also been interesting um, as the more kind of courageous or courage I've had to be unapologetically me. Mm-hmm. Um, then the people that need to fall away, fall away. Mm-hmm. And some people submit. Some people want to be around this, whatever I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting, this thing that you said about jobs, because I remember it was two years I went to, two years ago I went to Berlin. I was, I was helping this woman uh, run an organization called um, International Migration Meets the Arts. I was just volunteering because that's, that's another nice thing that's been about being in Denmark and Scandinavia and a welfare state, like learning about um, how like social sustainable business models and learning about social sciences and people mm-hmm, like because mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people in my life, but I haven't learned learned about it in this kind of framework. So I've tried to really experiment with a lot of things while dealing with my depression, and everything else like this over the last three years. And so I went to Berlin and there was some uh, conference on fostering like living with others and fostering like something. It was very academic conference, mm-hmm. but it was so it was, it was interesting for me. I was like, oh, so this is like what these people are like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, they, they talked about actually uh, so statistically, like in Germany, there's lots of, you know, um, immigrants, migrants coming in and um, like a big chunk, like maybe 94% or something crazy was like they were they felt more integrated when they had a job. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's not so much a job. Mm-hmm as it is like a sense of belonging somewhere yeah Yeah. community that comes from that yeah and then the kind of uh you know maslow hierarchy of needs like sort of basic survival shit taken care of yeah so that's also i think and i think that's also why there's this like community building trend emerging because Mm -hmm. and it's funny because for the last three four years i've been saying like you know i grew up in a very uh, spiritual setting i would go to something called satsang like every Mm -hmm. sunday every sunday um, and it, it was kind of nice, but then some of those communities can also feel suppressive, mm-hmm. uh, like church communities or whatever. And so then when you kind of go away from religion or whatever you knew, you don't know where to find community again. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's like, we have to redefine those. And I, I think it's been interesting here in Scandinavia mm. with the culture houses mm. and stuff. And I actually, there's this, I think his name is Thomas Brickman or something. He taught, he wrote some book about, um, this was around just after World War II where people didn't have anything to eat. And so then the um, Scandinavian governments like set these uh, almost retreat centers mm. um, for people to kind of redefine their values, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of the book. It's a recent release that it was done with a, a Danish... Uh, social scientist that he didn't he's swedish himself but i think the fact that they took the time and space to think about those things yeah is what has made the society the way it is and i really do believe denmark is a model i really Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i've been thinking like why am i in denmark i'm I'm single like (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing that's like but i i that's also been interesting like i had to consciously be like i'm here because i want to be i'm here because somewhere along the way Danish and Scandinavian values mm-hmm. became mine. And in in addition to some of my Indian stuff, some yeah. of the New York stuff, it's all blended together into this special thing called Tina Israni. Like, mm-hmm. but, and that also my chosen family is here. Like in my, I have such close friendships and relationships and these are possible because they're space. Because mm-hmm. when you, mm-hmm. when you come up, when you co- move from a New York to a 
to a Copenhagen, you automatically are bumped up uh, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and suddenly um, self-actualization becomes a real possibility. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is daunting and you're faced with a lot of anxiety because you're like, fuck, if I pick something and it sucks, it's me. But then you start to realize you don't need to pick one thing. Yeah. And you can just figure it out as you go along as long as the you're following the beat of your own heart. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, it's been, uh, I, I, I've learned, I think there's a lot of things here that um, are worth spreading to the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. there's also things that we, you know, you and I, both being foreigners, bring here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think with the way the world is, we need more ambassadors. Mm. And kind of this kind of, uh, like, why did the Renaissance happen? Mm-hmm. People needed to, like, share some ideas and yeah. with different people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, and I feel that, like we're yeah. kind of getting to this second wave of a new kind of renaissance yeah. uh, mixed with a lot of spiritualism or the return of some spiritualism. Um, and that's the thing with this spiritual stuff. It's, you know, it's taken me a lot of courage to be able to talk about channeling and oracle cards and Reiki and sound healing and gongs. But I feel it. That's why I talk about it. And I, I there was one thing my teacher said to me once, which really 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 stuck with me and will stay with me for the rest of my life but to believe that like that only that which you see is real is like such a lack of humility to mm-hmm. like people didn't have fucking electricity and water mm-hmm. you know the, sorry a uh, fire mm-hmm. like you had to it took a level of imagination to like fuck around with a light bulb yeah <laughs> yeah yeah to make a light bulb yeah and or the internet yeah or what's happening in the artificial intelligence space so you don't think that there are ways that we communicate with each other that doesn't involve words Mm -hmm. i think that's an arrogance it's just science we haven't figured out a way to measure it and it does sound like that liminal space is a place of inspiration for you and i think for most people is in that um that no man's land, literally, the, or no ego's land, we could say it like that, you know? <laughs> it needs a sexier title. Yeah, 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 it does. It does. Um, but that's number two. What's number three? Because you said there's three steps, right? Oh, yeah, the heart stuff. It's because mm. it's like silence. The number two is the chaos. Mm. Number two is chaos. Okay, yeah. And learning to, yeah. So we kind of talked about silence, liminal space as like one. Yeah. Two is chaos. Because when you are in that silence, for the first like when you first do that you're just like your brain's like what the fuck are we doing this is never what the fuck and it gets really loud and um i read this roomy poem i don't know if you were there that day but this was one of our sharing circles Mm -hmm. and uh it was something about seeking uh seeking instability until you are stable Mm. so as you go into the silence it's gonna be noisy because you're gonna hear all of the unsaid things that you have been ignoring and to finally getting getting to a place where it does become silent. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to enjoy that space. But navigating through chaos rather than projecting that chaos outward. Mm-hmm. And I think people are a lot of are really scared of chaos um, within. Um, and that's why it's a fucking minefield where they just like vomit projections all over mm-hmm, the place. And mm-hmm. we're like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. But chaos needs to be embraced. It's a place where transformation can occur. Mm-hmm. So, and you can find security and seemingly feeling insecure mm-hmm. that's where the real alchemy starts to activate like it's like the silence is the preparation and the mm-hmm. activation is in this kind of this chaos because when the pieces break then you have the possibility to rearrange them in a different way mm-hmm. like a recalibration like mm-hmm. a fucking rubik's cube like just 
where you mm-hmm. might even get rid of some pieces along the way. And mm-hmm. this this is a process I think we have to do for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's like, okay, and now I'm done. No. Mm-hmm. Because then that means you'll have to go in deeper yeah. for the silence again. The last part is the heart. Because then you can hear. Now you can, now it's not this chaotic, like, all of your traumas coming up at once. You can feel this connection. And you use your body for this. You can feel, like, as you make these pathways kind of between head and to the rest of your body stronger and there's different things you can do for that there's different reiki helps but also like some of these retreats and you know use your discernment like that's a big very important concept uh judgment like knowing use your intuition your instinct like and sometimes it'll lead you a different way and you might fuck up and then you learn like was that really intuition or was that my ego who fucked with me because it's a lifelong thing um go picking retreats and stuff because some retreats suck (laughs) you need to find like the real deal um but you can use your body to feel what's happening in your heart like Mm -hmm. and that that has given me such a sense of uh safety like such a sense of safety like because I didn't know what my heart was. I didn't, I was like, yeah, okay, it's some heart-shaped, and like some heart-shaped thing, like, what? what is my heart? So, and then some days, like, when I'm feeling, like, if I'm feeling like someone's saying something and I can feel pressure in my heart center, then I'm like, is it me? Is it them? Mm-hmm. I don't feel something. What is, what's wrong here? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like almost like your body is a radar. Yeah. And, and then the dialogue and the interpretation. I guess the interpretation oh of the God. data. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Because yes, I was sharing with you earlier, I, I came across this video with uh, Dr. Joe Dispanza. I don't, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, <laughs> where he was saying that how you can kind of get stuck, right? This is sort of this kind of transformation. Like when you get stuck is when you have silence, then you have the chaos and you kind of see something's coming now and you kind of know, you know, there's a part yeah. of that knows that something's changing, but your body might be freaking out. Yeah. And it wants to retreat. It wants to go back. Ah, this and is freeze. What, yeah, yeah. This is what feels good. This must be what's comfort. right. Yeah. And so that familiarity is this actually this comfort zone and the unfamiliar, the strange where the body might not know how to uh, adjust to yet um, doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place it's it's so it's it's just it these things are so nuanced Mm -hmm. um and that's why like it's it's easier to talk to a person one-on-one and then feel them because then you can say which way is nuanced right Mm because there's this healing and destroying this iterative cycle this is like a lifelong cycle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now what happens in the destruction process like you also get to know all the voices in your head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and which is your ego which is your higher self which is your heart because they can speak to you the universe speaks to us. It really does. It really does. I now that there's more silence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can feel it. It's um, it's incredible. And then you you experience life in such magical places, a ways. But the um, the body thing, yes, it's just it's something you have to develop over time. It mm-hmm. takes practice uh, to know which is which. I mean, there's sometimes you know two years ago I thought I did the right thing but actually I fucked up you know mm-hmm, like and mm-hmm. and for oh my god don't go into guilt or shame it sucks it's a waste of time then don't feel guilty that you feel guilty because that also sucks mm-hmm. but those those are just blocks mm-hmm. but you just have to you know accept you're gonna fuck up sometimes you thought it was your heart but your ego fucked with you mm-hmm. okay so you got a little bit smarter on how your ego is it's and that's why this is an art and science mm-hmm. and it's easier uh, applied in in praxis yeah 
on yeah and then boundaries like are another thing <laughs> yeah your body yeah i mean it's a whole different study right self-study is the, the most mysterious yeah study of, of of all time i think it's the most important mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that is the most important and i think that's what uh, this idea of, of making it is ongoing because you're kind of also making yourself you're along making the way. it up as you go. Yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, you're making you're making it up. That's, that, would, <laughs> that would be the next line, the next word yeah. after that. And I think that's a really good culmination of, you know, honoring that. One of the early questions I asked you, it's like, as you go along and you start discovering things that you don't feel like are you. Yeah. What are the pieces you do take? And it's through that appreciation. It's through that mm, allowing the chaos. Yeah. Of what you thought maybe were some mistakes or whatever, and then letting it the cacophony become a harmony. Yeah. Um. To to reveal that that's all that the heart was experiencing, and and that was all the language in which your heart was trying to communicate with you. Yeah. And like you said, you have to live it in order to really create a true understanding of the communication that's happening between between you and your heart. Uh, the difference between when the, your heart is is beating really quickly because this is afraid because and bad. You feel anxious, yeah. Yeah. Like also yeah, like, feeling oh. anxiety. Or, or it's love. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the nuanced difference between mm-hmm, that, right? And mm-hmm. then also checking in with your other chakras, like, to see what's going on. Because there's, there's two things I want to say about this. Like, one, so, you know, I had told you, like, mm. I, because of all the work that I did, I've, I'm crying a lot lately because yeah. it's finally, I, after the anger armor, I got access to the sadness that had been, that yeah. has been wanting to come out. And, like, I just spontaneously cry. Sometimes I think it's funny, but I just, like, make sure I'm crying. And sometimes it's quite painful. Like, it mm-hmm. feels like your heart's breaking. And mm-hmm. and uh, and my teacher, actually, he was like, um, you know, move your hips, like, so that I mm-hmm. stay kind of in motion. Nothing like I'm, like, spazzing out because that's also some form of escape, but just this gentle kind of rocking thing that I can maybe move through the sadness. And mm-hmm. oftentimes when we're in something uncomfortable, we actually freeze, right? Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm kind of these subtle changes then they also um spiral out and when you're in a business situation mm. or you know a difficult conversation with somebody if you like move your hips you'll feel yeah, a bit stronger. I, rock, I rock a little bit yeah. yeah yeah exactly and then there's this line i it's this book title is really dramatic it's like the search for the meaning of life mm-hmm. um it's by this guy willis jagger he's like a german i think he was a priest and then he became a monk and now he's both and sort of also is this straddling two different worlds um mm-hmm. into mysticism and i really liked he talked about this concept of like where you get to know yourself so much that you don't that like it's not like oh shit now i'm in the middle of a storm inside you can you know the way birds like they fly away mm-hmm. long before they they can feel when mm-hmm. a storm is coming that's to have that level of intuition in you mm-hmm. uh, that knowing of yourself that you can anticipate that like okay i'm i need more space for myself because there's a lot of crying like mm-hmm, there's a lot mm-hmm. of space for i need more sadness or so you're not like surprised mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and these mm-hmm. little kind of touch points in contact with yourself will help you prepare for when the storms arrive because it's okay mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. part of the human existence like we go through a lot of shit some things are just unexplainably weird and but the expression of your emotions are i think emotions are sacred mm-hmm. and i think they should be honored and we should hold space for them and if we can't hold space for ourselves then what the fuck are we doing because mm-hmm. who's gonna do that who's gonna do that yeah. you're, then you're gonna be an asshole to someone else like actually do us all a favor and hold space for yourself mm-hmm or ask for help, and then other people can hold space for you. But, ah. <laughs> and that is why you can run into these spaces at work, in meetings, in business, where you're facing uh, someone's yes. inner 
experience, right? The inner becoming the outer. And I think we definitely need to pay attention to that more. And the place to start, as you say, is, is starting with yourself. So you can recognize these patterns. Yeah. You can recognize, they might be a different language, but um, their emotion you can, this, you can uh, is tangible feel it on this vibrational yeah. level. Yeah, that and then you can, is not you can walk around and be like, no, wait, this is yours. Mm-hmm. And it just like put this over the line yeah. back on your side. Yeah. And this is mine. Yeah. Because exactly. both can happen. Either both of you get triggered. Yeah. Um, or the other person's triggered and you're like, why are they angry? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think I would wrap, I say I would wrap that into a very interesting word that another day we'll bring up is this word about being professional. Which yeah. Sometimes, uh, but sometimes it's mistaken for being cold. I hate this, you know. But I think it's that ability to go, "Hey, I, I'm here to." We say negotiate, but really collaborate, yeah. come together. Yeah. Yet, uh, these are the two touch points. I can see where you're at. There is no liminal space between here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Basically, there is no space between these two beats. And I, I'm just going to want you to be professional, yeah. meaning you being able to care for your side. Yeah of the business of over yourself of your emotions whatever it may be um and i need to be able to take care care of mine my space yeah. it's just you know the, f- the thing is i can't um i can only hold myself accountable mm-hmm. because people are this is new yeah like what we're talking about is like crazy and new and because i want to blur blur the lines mm-hmm. i want to make it all one like mm-hmm. This is fucking stupid. That like, oh, oh, but you don't, you don't bring your emotions into what you do. Like, what the fuck are what, what? So compartmentalized myself into like a series of boxes and mazes where there's magic collecting in different corners of I don't know where. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I just, if you take responsibility for yourself, then you have this ability to be like, all right, dude, that's like. And if you get triggered, you can also see it as like, okay there's something in me that needs a bit of work mm-hmm. and I had this I had an experience like this this week <laughs> uh it was was it this week yeah it was this week it was on Tuesday I like I had a meeting for a potential kind of building something and uh I was nervous instinctually I was already nervous going into that situation because the culture was very kind of where I came from mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. more kind of banking style and so despite my intuition and instinct I was like let me just see what you know let's have a conversation and it was so interesting because I I was suddenly uh taken back to all the other interviews that I've had uh when I was younger and I always had to like um put myself in a box Mm -hmm. like don't wear these earrings or you know like any kind of unique form of expression was like had to be stripped away in order to make sure I could fit into the mold of whatever that corporate was, Mm. which I already was uh, difficult for me. Um, So whatever. So I, you know, meet these guys and, uh, and I, and I just talk the way, like I have become so me that I can't go back. I'm at the point of no return. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I see my life as this kind of portfolio of like different things and, that I work on and each one strengthens the other and it and for them it was then I was met with no but you have to focus on one thing mm. and I was thinking like hmm, this is such a I have heard this before and to me this is an old way of thinking like and and he and then he started to tell me like you know you know it takes really it's a lot of work to build a business and I was like yes I know I've built two and uh and then he actually then asked me how successful the businesses were. And he was like, well, we want it to make, we want to make it more successful. So he took that, like me and my worldview to then 
tell me how basically I haven't been successful enough and I don't know mm. <laughs> what it is to make something successful. Um, that my, the success I achieved wasn't enough. Mm. And it was very difficult to hear um, because on some level, there's some part of me that was like, am I a failure? Mm. You know? And I was, I was like, I also I got pissed. Um, and, but I was like, and then I was like, um, well, you know, I took that business to where I took it to because I had to support my family. Mm-hmm. Something that this guy will never fucking know. Mm-hmm. And who's choosing to be an entrepreneur because it's cool or maybe make more money. I had to do it because of bigger responsibilities and not bigger responsibilities, but other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So there's different motivations for running that, you know, these mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. And I left the business because now they were safe and secure and I could finally go take care of myself mm-hmm. and then maybe go on to build something that isn't in accordance with my values, my heart, because I didn't even know what my values were. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you talk about that in that space with this kind of culture that we've been socialized into? Because he too, like for him, the way that he kind of said, but you have to focus on one thing was like, uh, he was triggered mm-hmm. because that was his socialization. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, I, you know, we kind of had this like trigger happy, like what the fuck is going on? And I think he was also like surprised that he got so angry. His partner got uh, like what it was confusing. Mm-hmm. There was it was too heated. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I just left like he, he was really nice to me at the end. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it was so great to meet you. And for me, it was so weird because I was like, but he got so pissed. Mm-hmm. And I also got I know my. I know these kind of, you know, feeling like a failure in mm-hmm. a traditional uh, mm-hmm. ideas of what success is. And it was like, I like, and then I, you know, and I walked out and then I just allowed myself to cry like crazy, yeah, like yeah. in the, in the mirror, uh, in the elevator, like Tina, why are you putting yourself into old constructs? You have to just accept you are completely, you are completely somewhere else and you can't, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. And part of, Loving yourself and taking care of yourself is only putting yourself in those situations where you can be just as you are. And luckily, and sometimes I think the universe does this, like it takes us down old mm-hmm, <laughs> valleys, mm-hmm, like to mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. remember, you don't want to do yeah, that like again. Double check. But it was so nice to also, and then the next day I wrote to them and I said that I didn't want to pursue anything. And I said it very kind. I was like, but I was clear. I was like, you know, based on my interactions, I was like, with so-and-so, I was like, thanks for yesterday, based on my interactions with so-and-so. Um, I don't want to pursue anything further. And it was nice to like diplomatically highlight that mm-hmm, it is because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. But also I don't need to go further because I don't yeah. need to heal this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then move on and like set a boundary and like take yeah. care of myself in that process. But it's it's difficult like to go against the grain and say this is and really like this is what success is for me, even if you 99 people don't out of 100 don't see that. Yeah. Because that's how what it is to carve the way. So yeah, it sounds nice to love yourself and stuff, but it's fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> the world doesn't make it easy right now. I think yeah. we will change it because there's yeah. more and more people like you and me emerging, and that's yeah. how we can light the way. And then luckily, I had a meeting two days later with a com- with a completely where I just was like, because of that experience, I was like, fuck it, <laughs> be fearlessly you, mm-hmm. and if people can be with that great then you will work with them if mm-hmm. they can't it will not be good for you yeah it will and that has actually uh that's changed the way that's permanently changed now how I'm having my meetings and I mean 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking set me free. Yeah. What is seemingly painful can fucking set you free. It's uh, this yeah. irony. It's super irony. And I think there, from the beginning of how I chose to describe you, although some things we need to change, like the <laughs> yoga. But, you know, it is that muse. It's like you being the... <sighs> I think there's an interesting thing why we go to things called like an amusement park. Yeah. Because we wish to um, be amused, right? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, wish, yeah, yeah, we wish yeah, to be yeah. amused. <laughs> and what is an amusement park? Many things. Yeah. It's some things that you almost kind of go in awe yeah. of, right? And I think in that way, you're definitely choosing to carve through um, awe and awesomeness. You know, this... Uh, I don't want to say larger than life because we're also, you know, how uh, there's relativity to how other people live, but it's that journey that you have un, un you know, uh, unknowingly and knowingly and will ever unknowingly and knowingly <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. continue to go on is, is what is not only amusing, but you are amused in that way. And uh, being not only just a woman, in the very male dominated uh, situation still yeah. it is changing and this story and all the different uh, experiences and lessons and um, uh, advice and wisdom that you've collected on the way is like uh, quite a gem you know I think the alchemy is happening even as you say uh, as even as people are listening I, now thank you because it has happened for me <laughs> you know and there's moments where for myself where I'm like okay I'm in a new setting and yeah, like, you know, I I see how I'm being, I don't know if it's triggered, but I'm being brought to my past yeah. of, like, when I went to university and I was a complete hermit and I only went there for work. Yeah. And a part of me kind of, like, you know, likes it, right? Yeah. I kind of find some, you know, you know, power in that. But at the same time, it's like, this is a reoccurring behavior that actually wasn't joyful it for hurts. me. It hurts. It hurts. You're, you're hiding. Yeah. You're hiding. I was definitely hiding. Uh, and only, if, if, if anything, hiding so much more of who I am, because I definitely have a hermit as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, like, I definitely have a hermit, but the hermit was like, you know, I'm fixated on this point. We ain't got no liminal space with any everybody other part of you. Everybody shut the fuck you. up. Yeah, yeah, everybody shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just a hermit now. And, you know, just listening to you, being walk, being able to walk with you just, you know, in this presence right now, if you're going to this space and choosing that, you know, it reminds me, it, it reminds me of who I am because I've had to make those choices as well. And as I get older, it's the stakes feel bigger every time for some reason, you know? And that saying of it doesn't get easier is so true. And I think it's, it's scarier as you know that that's what you need to do. And so hearing you in a talk about an environment that's very new for me, um, I feel like I'm getting this manual, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm getting a saga <laughs> that I can read and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, I, I understand you what know, you're saying. I, it made, what you just said made me think of like, um, uh, I read this, I read this line. Actually, I'll, yeah. I read this line from this Oracle book, another, it was the card of uh, wisdom or something. And it was like, uh, wisdom comes through weaving past experiences. And then, the, even though it gets scarier, mm -hmm. but you can be like, yeah, but I did all that over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and that gives you the strength to kind of keep going. And the stakes do get higher because you feel this sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah. Um, but thank you so okay. much for coming and sharing all this. And may you continue and keep lighting that fire and um, passing it on so other people can carry it as well. When, you know, they they get a little lost along the way so thank you very much i my pleasure and um i think that's my greatest reward <laughs>
knowing that I can give it back. Mm. Thanks, Tina. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Making It podcast. This is your host again, Jocelyn Lee. If this resonated with you in some way, please leave a review, rate this podcast, and help spread the message of making it. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles, and we can't wait for you to join us next time.